Hello, hello, welcome back. I'm so excited to dive into this topic of how to incorporate God into your business. I've done a lot of business coaching over the years, and this is a question I get a lot, like how do I bring God into the process? Um, Because sometimes we have this separation of what is sacred and what is secular, and we kind of put God into a box. I know I lived a lot of my life where I put God into this clean little box and I would open it up and close it and I would live my life and not really bring God into the other critical parts of my life. And so it is such an amazing experience when you bring God into all areas of your life, especially your career, your professional life, your business. So I'm going to dive into this and I also want you to know that last week I launched the Faith-Filled Business Blueprint which is my blueprint to teach you how to start a faith-filled business and make it profitable and really grow it, make it real legit. Um, And you can find more information about that at bit.ly slash faith-filled business blueprint. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash faith-filled business blueprint. But today I'm going to give you my tips on how to incorporate God into your business. So let's dive in. Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, I'm excited. Now this episode is inspired by a woman that came to me who had a corporate career. She was wanting to start her own business and she had really risen to the top of her corporate corporate career and had done business planning and business modeling, but she's like, okay, but like, how do you actually put God in this and make sure that like he's with you and he's for you? And, you know, I'm just doing this the right way because I think we can't, we obviously we care about it. Like, is it okay to make money is as a Christian company? Do I have to have Christian products? Do I have to have Christian branding? Do I have to only serve Christians? Like, do I have to tithe to my church? Do I need to make sure that this is a nonprofit? Can I make profit? You know, there's there's a lot of questions and I definitely sifted through these waters at the beginning of starting Horatio Printing. And I'll tell you a little bit about how I've transformed my business over the years, but more importantly, it's going to be about how can you incorporate God into your business? Because I'll be honest, there's no way Horatio Printing would even exist, continuously exist after seven and a half, eight years of business. There's no way I could have done this without God. Like there are miracles beyond miracles upon miracles that have happened in this business because of God. Um, And largely after some sort of obedient action that I took, but mostly just the grace of God, let's be real. So I highly recommend having God, having Jesus, having Holy Spirit on your board of directors. (laughs) But let's talk about this. The most obvious way, number one, if you're taking notes, number one, 
we think about having products that point people to Christ, right? Like that's the first thing we kind of think about, like, okay, maybe I need to be printing Bibles. Maybe I need to be selling devotionals. Maybe I need to be Christian coaching, like whatever. And honestly, that's the most obvious way, but you do not have to create quote unquote Christian products to have a Christian business. Here are the other ways you can truly add God into your business. So the first way was your product, obviously. But the other ways are, number two, your values. Number three, your customer service. Number four, your priorities. And number five, your impact. Your impact. So let's go over that again. Number one. Number one is product. Number two is values. Number three is customer service. Number four is priorities. And number five is impact. And that's not all the ways. There's actually more, but we're going to stick with those five today. Now, like I said before, obviously you can create Christian products, but that's not where I'm going to hang out because I think there's so much more than just creating a quote unquote Christian product. The number two, your values, your company values. Your company values is really, in my opinion, the heart, part of your heart branding. Branding has two parts, your visual, what people see with the eyes, and then what people see with your heart. And I think often when we're trying to start a business, it's really fun to get caught up in like, how do I want to look visually? Do I want to have pink or do I want to have neutrals? Do I want to have this font? Do I want to have that font? And that all needs to happen. You need to have a branding guideline. You need to have a branding kit. But the other part of branding that's so critical is your heart, the heart behind your brand, your message, your story, who you serve, the problems you solve, and your values. And your values can, should, can and should reflect the heart of God. My values as a company, Horatio Printing, is encouragement, challenge, and grace. So if you could look at a pie chart of my values, I would say half of the pie is encouragement. I really want to encourage you. The podcast is one way I encourage you. Our email list is one way I encourage you. Um, Our products are meant to be encouraging. Any of our social media posts are meant to be encouraging. That's really our number one value because I believe that we need encouragement. We're called to lift each other up as brothers and sisters of Christ to run our race. And so I want to encourage you with the truth of God's word. And that's a company value that I hold near and dear. Next one is challenge. I think we are called to challenge each other. Iron sharpens iron. And so that's a company value that I think reflects the heart of God in the sense that, yes, God loves you right where you are, but we are called to grow, to become spiritually mature to become more and more holy, to you know, renew our minds, to become who we're called to become, to rise up and pursue our purpose. So I want to challenge you to do that. I don't want to challenge you to just you know, do nothing and have the status quo and keep your life the way it is and let your schedule just be your schedule and, you know, stay in overwhelm, stay in analysis paralysis. No, I don't want you to stay there. I want you to grow. And so one of our values is challenge. That would probably be a quarter of the pie. And the other quarter of the pie is grace. I always want to come back to the value of grace, which is obviously a Christian value. I don't really have to explain much there, but 
as a company, we want to share the message of grace, but we also, as employees and as my team members, as we interact with each other, we want to give grace, especially those that are working in customer service. (laughs) Okay, so you need to bring God into your values. As you're listing out your company values, is there scripture behind those values? I've sat in on a lot of value creation meetings in businesses. I used to work at a Two different, well, one was a hardcore startup. The other one had already been going for many years before I jumped in, but they were both private owned ad tech companies. And I remember being on the values committee and it was this long process to create our values. And I remember thinking, this just doesn't make any sense to me. Like how we're taking so long to make these company values. I'm not saying anything wrong about that company. It just, that company wasn't, um, outwardly focused on being a biblically valued company, if that makes sense. So anyways, my advice to you, bring God into your value creation and make sure that those values are shared with anyone that you work with. It needs to be on your website. It needs to have a document. You need to be able to share that, put it in a Google doc, make it simple. Um, But when you come back to creating content, when you come back to creating products, when you come back to creating your refund policy, when you come back to creating uh, added value content, everything needs to reflect your company values. It needs to reflect your heart, which if your values are based on the heart of God, your company will be based on the heart of God. Okay. So company values. Number three, number three, customer service, customer service. Um, I'm a big fan of Emily Lay. Surprise, surprise. She's the creator of the Simplified Planner. Um, I've always just been watching her journey. She's somebody I have been very inspired by, obviously, because she has created such an incredible planner company, and she really became debt-free. She followed the Dave Ramsey model, and I followed in her footsteps, and we've now become debt-free as well. So I really have enjoyed watching her journey as she has risen up and, you know, in all of her endeavors and the way she has grown her business and and pivoted. Um, And so anyways, uh, one of the things that I actually saw from her early on when I was looking at mentors and other people in the sphere that were doing what I wanted to do and also doing what I was attempting to do, she said customer service is a ministry. And that just really hit me because that's how she incorporates God into her business because her planners are not um, outwardly, quote unquote, Christian planners. She doesn't market it as such, but she is a Christian herself and she's very open that customer service is a ministry. And I took that line and really applied it to the way that we want to interact and engage with our customers. So I drafted a customer service document that really just reflects how we want to engage with our customers. And these are some of the questions that I have on that document. It says, what does our voice sound like? How do we want people to feel after they've interacted with our brand? And by answering that question, and truly getting down to the heart of what we're doing, and then also creating our customer service guidelines in terms of our help desk, our templates, the way that we offer refunds, the way that we wanna go above and beyond when things go wrong, which by the way, if you've ever bought a planner and something went wrong and you have not had a good experience with customer service, 
let me know because that's exactly what our goal is, is to have um, excellent customer service. We do our very best to be extremely timely, um, almost to a deficit of my rest. <laughs> so we're trying to get a little better with boundaries. Hang with us. Give us grace there. Um, but for the most part, we want to be extremely quick and we want to make sure that you, if you come with a bad situation, you're going to walk away going, wow, they really made good on my issue, my problem, my situation. Because the thing about having a business is there's things that are going to go wrong. And so I'll be honest, like in terms of customer service and Horatio Printing and the Horatio Printing family, aka you guys, y'all are awesome. Like it is so, so, so rare that I get a nasty email. I mean, it is once in a blue moon, which I honestly praise God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you guys are so nice. So gracious. So it really is a pleasure to do customer service for you guys. But you really want to have all of your system and processes uh, reflecting the heart of God, being a ministry, being love, being grace, uh, making good, making it right. Because at the end of the day, your customers, if you want them to come back, like you need them to come back. And there will be people that you will have to bless and release because they straight up do not like your product. It does not fit who they are. It does not fit what they want. And that's okay. There is moments you bless and release. You can't make everyone happy. Um, but for the most part, you can at least make good on the issue and, and care for them. So customer service is a ministry. And remember that as you're building your return policy, as you're building your help desk templates and your auto responses. Number four, priorities, priorities. I think this is so important because ultimately your business is an extension of you in more ways than one, honestly. Your business is an extension of you because it flows out of your heart, out of your mind, out of the dream that God breathed into you first and foremost. It also is an extension of you like tax-wise, financially, like if you're probably having a pass-through entity like an LLC um, or a DBA, like it's literally your social security number or your EIN, which goes on your personal taxes. Like your business is literally you. Okay. But when it comes to your business being an extension of you and your schedule, you need to keep God in the right priority. I love the concept of tithing, right? Giving God your first fruits. And we often think of tithing as simply, uh, you know, giving your 10% to the church, right, of your income, which is very simple when you're just getting a paycheck, you know, when you're like just get working for somebody and you get a paycheck, 10%, easy breezy. A little trickier with businesses, and I can go through that in another episode of how we give back, and I'll talk a little bit about that in the impact section. But in terms of um, keeping God in the right priority and first fruits, I think it's really critical that you carve out the front part of your business work block in your day to do Bible study. So if you're not using Chelsea Joe's five block system and utilizing our dream planner, I don't know what you're doing. You need to be doing this. <laughs> we teach it inside of the dream crafting course. Um, and yeah, so anyways, the five block system is a 
morning routine, a.m. block, a midday block, a p.m. routine, a p.m. block, and then a night routine. But basically, your middle of the day, the time of the day when you actually work on your business, you need to give that first chunk of that work block to God. If you already have Bible study in a different part of your day and you're knocking it out and you're crushing it, go you. You don't have to do this. But if you're not and you're sitting down to work on your business, I urge you to take the first 15 minutes of that two-hour work session or four-hour work session and give it to God. Give God your first fruits and keep him in the right priority. Okay, give him the first fruits of your time. Number Five. Number five is impact. Impact. This is probably one of the funnest ways to truly incorporate God into your business. When I first started Horatio Printing, I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, uh, I feel bad making money. So I'm just going to like tithe 10% of revenue to my church. That was just kind of what I did. Finger in the wind. Like I'm kind of a leaper. And so I just created the business in three months and we were like, okay, as we make money, we're just going to tithe. So did that for a bit, and then one day I learned about A21, which is Christine Kane's incredible organization to fight human trafficking, and I was so moved by the pain I knew God felt and that I felt, the brokenheartedness for those that were trapped in sex slavery around the world. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to switch and start donating our tithe to A21. So we started doing that in, I think it was around October or September of 2016. And since then, we have given over $66,000 to fight human trafficking because of you guys, because of the Horatio Printing family, because of your purchases on HoratioPrinting.com, which is incredible. So that is an external impact that we've made. Um, Now, another critical impact that we have externally is just helping people pursue their dreams, helping people get organized, helping people dream with God, helping people to have hope in the future that the best is yet to come, that God has more for them, that God has a plan and a purpose for their life. And that has been so rewarding, just helping people. And that's one of the reasons why I created the Academy, because I'll be honest, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, I'm really tired of creating content for Instagram, not just because I'm like, quote unquote, tired of it, like I don't like it. I actually love it. I love doing photo shoots. I love writing copy. I love, um, you know, coming up with fun things like that's fun if people actually saw it, (laughs) like Instagram is just, it's just a little futile and it's such short form content. And so now I really like the podcasting content and I really love the Academy because it allows me to go deeper with dreamers as they become healthy in their soul, breaking from strongholds, breaking from fears, breaking from limiting mindsets so they can actually dream with God, plan out the dream, and then create a schedule to become who they're called to become and have the fortitude to continue the dream. And that's all the things in the dream crafting course. And then we just launched the Faithful Business Blueprint because that's a key group that I have in my audience is business owners like you. You're probably listening to this because you either want to or you've already started a business, obviously. So I really felt called to help people in this way grow a God-centered business. 
and get all their ducks in a row. Cause I know, I know firsthand how overwhelming it can be, how big, how much burnout is common, how much everything else in your life can suffer. Cause I've been there. I've been there and I want to make sure that you are equipped and you're not wasting your time first and foremost. So I think when it comes to external impact, uh, you know, having external impact that glorifies the heart of God is a way to bring God into your business, which is amazing. And then internally, as you partner with God, as you trust with God, you have internal impact because you're doing that prioritization of bringing God in and God will do a work for you. God will grow you into who he's called you to become. And lastly, when it comes to impact, it's about legacy. You know, for me, as I'm creating this company, I'm thinking about the legacy I'm leaving for my daughter. I'm thinking about who I was when I worked in my corporate career and who I am now having a God-centered business. I am a completely different woman. I'm a completely different woman. I have the flexibility to be a present mom. I have the flexibility to work from home. I have the flexibility to write a Bible study and, and sift through the Bible to create something. And guess what? That internally impacts me. And it's going to in, have a legacy impact because of the impact it has on me. That's going to impact my daughter. She's going to see hard work. She's going to see mama's growing something. And I'm going to hopefully leave a legacy behind for her. A financial legacy, a vision legacy, a values legacy. And I'm going to imprint that on her. So those are some ways that you can incorporate God into your business. Of course, you can make a Christian product, uh, but if, but the other ways that I think are even more um, special is your values, your customer service, your personal priorities, and the impact you have. Now, here's a bunch of other ways you can incorporate God into your business, your accounting. You can set up accounting where you truly uh, stay out of debt because Debt is not a godly principle. So that's a huge one. Um, Your branding, you can have something beautiful, something excellent, because that reflects the beauty and excellence of God. The way you sell can reflect God in your business, because instead of selling, you focus on serving, being a servant-hearted business owner. And I go through all of this in detail and in depth in the Faith-Filled Business Blueprint. I obviously would love to see you be a part of this community. One of my favorite things about this community and this course is that we do a live group coaching call. And as a student, you can actually apply to be in the hot seat, which is a 15-minute section of that Zoom call where you get to just spill your guts about what's what's next, what your big hurdle is, what your question is, and I work with you directly in the group coaching call. So I would love to see you on that call. I would love to see you in the hot seat. I would love to pour into your business, pray over your business and give you all of my resources to help you grow organically and on God-centered principles. And I'm gonna leave you with one last thing. I talked about tithing and, you know, should I tithe in my business? How do I tithe personally on my income that I earned? And this is where I've kind of landed with that specific question. God doesn't want you to be in debt. 
So I think the first thing that I recommend is creating a plan for your money. Much like Dave Ramsey's cash envelope systems, you want to create a plan for your money in your business. And so I use the profit first method to divvy out the money I make monthly into a profit account, operations account, owner's comp, new inventory that I'm going to purchase, and taxes. And so I'm dividing all of that money into envelopes, aka bank accounts. And through those bank accounts, and those are divvied out by percentages. And I teach all of this in my course. But after you have that, you actually have an account that's just about profit. And what we do now is we take what's in our profit account and we give 20% of that to A21. And that allows us to make sure that we have our money for inventory. We have our money for owner's comp. We have our money set aside for taxes to give Caesar what's due to Caesar. You know, we have our money for future initiatives. We have our money to keep the lights on, right? Because we can't be creative if we're so financially stressed. And so through my owner's compensation that I divvy into that account, I can tithe on that as a family when my husband and I combine our finances monthly. So that's just a little caveat. If you want to go a little deeper, obviously jump into the business course. That's bit.ly slash faithfilledbusinessblueprint. And if you have a question for me that you're just curious about, jump into our free Facebook community. It's the Horatio Printing Christian Dreamers community. I would love to see you over there. There is a link in the show notes. Everyone is welcome. It's a free a free community, um, but would love to see you over there so you can connect with the other dreamers. And if you have any questions at all, do not hesitate to reach out. I hope you have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. I hope today's episode blessed you. And if it did, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick 15-second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I read every single one. And I want to make sure, first and foremost, you're going to get your 2022 Dream Planner. I have a code for you. If you haven't bought yours yet, use the code PODCAST15 to get 15% off your purchase today at HoratioPrinting.com. And secondly, I want to make sure you know about the incredible resources we have inside of the Horatio Printing Academy. This academy lives over at thedreamerinyou.com. We have our dream crafting course to really help you become who you're called to become and to dream big. And then we have our faith-filled business blueprint for our Christian entrepreneurs out there to help you craft your business plan, your business model, your launch plan, and really do it with God in the center. You can use that code PODCAST15 to get 15% off everything. So make sure you jump over there, learn more, and I just want you to know the best is yet to come.